Warning, this podcast contains spoilers, but you shouldn't care. Welcome to Hey James, Watch This, a celebration of mediocrity. In this, and indeed every episode, Russ and Fry will try to convince their friend James why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film. Hey James, Watch This. Hi everybody, welcome to Hey James, Watch This, I'm James. I'm Russ. And I'm Fry. And I want to talk about Skip Stones for Fudge. <laughs> My goodness. Um, you can't believe it exists. You can't believe so it exists. It's I am not the type of person who has ever given credence to any sort of conspiracy theory. <laughs> However, However, if I were so inclined, I might be inclined to think that these people are all actors. <laughs> <laughs> it feels it feels that way, doesn't it? Now, to be clear, very good actors, because holy crap, the personalities on display here are incredible. Uh, you have Rock Bottom, who is, I mean, he's hes living rough, like his life is not fun. This, None of if them have for great Stones. lives. Yeah, but like, but the other ones are delusional. This guy, you can tell, is a realist. Like, it's rough. Like, he has a loss in the family via cancer. He's con- he's extremely unhealthy, um, and he also does wear his cell phone on like a forearm strap. Yes. Now I don't know if that's part of like the medical stuff of he just had the strap and stuck the cell phone in there, or if that was like an intentional thing, because he does wear like stuff on his hands sometimes. They are all touched with the tism. It's wild. <laughs> And then the other guy fancies, like, Mountain Man fancies himself like an outdoorsy kind of guy. And he's, you know, he sort of is. But, like, he doesn't, he lacks any sort of stoicness. Like, he, <laughs> he'll he talk to you like like a like a coked up therapy patient. <laughs> like, you just start talking to the guy and he's like, and it's like, you, you have the look, sort of. I mean, he does wear shorts a lot. <laughs> you have, you know, but he's got, like, a big beard and stuff like that. It's like you have the the old cars and trucks and the and the place out in the woods that you own, you know, the little plot of land, but you don't have any of the qualities that we would traditionally associate with like a mountain man, <laughs> uh, and and that would and that's and that's you know uh, what was his name? Bozette Byers, mountain man. I forget. I, oh, I, I remember yeah, their yeah. Names, uh, I, but... I I just kept calling him Mountain Man. <laughs> yeah. So so Mountain Man, they talked to him a lot because he was the one who was overturned you know in in the in the initially kurt steiner kurt steiner thank you they talked to kurt steiner a lot because he lost his most skips in the guinness books although he gets it to get back again by the end of the uh documentary and he also lost a couple tournaments and stuff like that to other people because i mean realistically you have to use naturally ground stones the wind changes the water changes it doesn't matter how good you are sometimes you're just going to throw shit yeah. you, you, you never you never skip a stone in the same river twice hey look at that <laughs> nice 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 i mean that's yeah effectively that's true in terms of conditions and stuff um, <laughs> yeah, that, james for, that's an old proverb that fry is for, quoting <laughs> For the river has heard that for the river has changed and so is the stone. Oh well, okay, that's true. I guess from that perspective, I've never heard that before. You country bumpkin, um, so you've never heard you can't step in the same river twice. No, really? Oh man, it's so yeah. That was one of those things when I heard. It, I was like, you know, you're 16 and you get into philosophy, yeah. and it's like, 
Oh, that's so deep. And now it's on, on no, T-shirts. No, no, I grew up in California. Most of our stuff is about, you know, gold and how you shouldn't count on it before you actually get it out of the mountain. <laughs> I thought most of your stuff was about water and why you didn't have it. Uh, no, no, we get that from Northern California. It's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, There's a whole yeah. movie about that called Chinatown. Yes, indeed. I mean, they have a lot of water. It's just very little of it is drinkable. <laughs> Uh, well, I guess if you count the ocean. The ocean. The Pacific Ocean does count as a lot of water. If only desalination weren't so frigging hard. Anyway, um, back to the movie. Or, I, or if people just like I, salt I mean, more. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed watching this movie, but like I, it was so distracting to watch these people. Like They're very clear. Like It's super low-key. Like mm. Nobody goes nuts. Nobody goes woo or anything or nobody you know it, these people are are not expressive people, which is which, <laughs> interesting which i think is fitting for the setting and the tone at least what they chose to show us you know but yeah i don't know man i there was something about um kurt steiner that really bothered me mm. and, and but i could not put my finger on it all i know is I wouldn't trust this guy further than I could throw him. They're all vaguely delusional. Well, but but, but he's – Kurt Steiner – so my dad, when he was growing up, had some relatives that kind of lived out way out in the (laughs) sticks. And that was in the sticks for the time my dad was growing up in. And he described them as like – he was like, I don't know what they were doing, but I'm pretty sure they were all criminals. <laughs> and, and and if I can quote Lovecraft, he described them as lawless and sly. That's the that's what I get from Kurt Steiner, not the other ones. Specifically, Kurt Steiner. There, I could not pin it down because he's not unlikable. He's sort of you know he's sort of mellow dude. He's not like a bad person, but there is something about him that just makes me wary. Uh, I don't know what it is. Don't, don't he doesn't seem like the face. kind of guy that would. Yeah, like, he's not the kind of guy that would, like, just shoot you randomly, but he is the kind of guy that, like, would let you down in such a way to leave you stranded in a place multiple times. Like, <laughs> it, I, there's just something about him. Anyway, yeah, this was great. Uh, four out of five stars. Everyone should watch this just so that they know that it exists. <laughs> Man. Also, it's super chill, which is a nice change of pace for some of the movies that we watch. Like, it's... It's it doesn't ask anything of the of the watcher but to watch and listen. There's it's uncomplicated. <laughs> so, documentaries. Shall we play this, the game? This is I fucking love documentary week on this show because we're ne- like we can't lose. No matter no, not what really. we fucking pick, it's gonna be gold. And, oh, yeah. fuck, I'm so excited. Yeah. It's very hard to lose documentary. <laughs> All right, well, let's play the game. To train, and Leon Nye's one of them. Here we go. She is a right oh! hand for Leon Nye. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, it's not really bothering me. My testicles have retracted so far. <laughs> my heart oh, is no. pounding. Oh, oh my God, I won. Oh, my God. The tension oh, was so high. He's done it again. Oh, man. We could call it a close one if I can, if I were considering that thing to be an actual game but yes all right russ i want you to go first this time i could oh, oh man the fucking documentaries i'm so excited <laughs> i went it. back in time for mine 
I went oh. back. Usually I do pretty recent things on this show, but my documentary is from 1987. Okay. Depending, I was going to say, depending on how far back you go, the subject might not be the documentary itself, but the framework in which the documentary yes. was created. And that is <laughs> essential for this movie. Mm. Uh, very essential because it was filmed in 1982. Okay. Oh, so wow. all the, so the events happen in 1982 and then the movie itself was released in 1987 for reasons I don't really know. Maybe, you know, editing or funding or just, yeah, you know, shit like sure. that. Production cost, yeah. Well, my t- the title of my movie is The Emperor's Naked Army Marches On. <laughs> okay. okay. The Emperor's Naked Army Marches On. Again, this is 1987 and directed by Kazuo Hara. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to introduce you to a fella named Kenzo Okuzaki. Okay. And Kenzo Okuzaki is the angriest man in Japan. <laughs> now, the reason that the, the the time frame is so essential here in 1982 is because this is about events that transpired during the Japanese occupation of the South Pacific, specifically the Philippines, during the Second World War. Ah, okay. Now, all of the people in this movie were soldiers at the time. But now it's 1982, and so most of them are in their early 60s. Well... Kinzo Okuzaki has never gotten past the war. Oh, no. Uh, he is 62 years old at the time of filming, and he is severely mentally ill. And oh, wow. cannot get past the fact that Japan surrendered in World War II and every injustice that occurred. So, so is he still like an imperialist? or? Well, that's a very good question because J- Japan does have the Sono Joe guys that drive around in the black vans and are like, yeah. expel the barbarian, revere the emperor, those guys. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. he turned into the opposite of that. Oh. oh. He came back angry at the emperor on down. Oh, holy crap. He was angry at everyone. And he seeks to expose any injustice that he can come up with that happened during the Second World War. And specifically, right. he is angry because two of his friends went missing and were killed during the war. But what was strange about the situation was they died after Japan had already surrendered. Oh. Ah, okay. Okay. So he thinks there's some kind of cover-up happening. It does not help his case that at the start of this movie, he has gotten out of prison fairly recently and has been incarcerated for much of his adult life for doing very insane things. Okay. He murdered a real estate broker for reasons that aren't fully explained during the movie and fired a slingshot at the Emperor of Japan, not (laughs) intending to kill him, but just wanting to scare him. I don't think you can do that. Well, it turns out not, because he has just gotten off of a sentence of 12 years of hard labor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you can do it, you just probably shouldn't. I mean, most of that was probably for the murder and not for the slingshot. I yes, say. most of it was for the murder. They didn't really know what to do with him about the slingshot thing. <laughs> like, one, he missed with every shot, and two, he had to like go up to the Japanese Secret Service and be like, it's me, I'm the one shooting the slingshot. <laughs> Where to start with this fucking guy? So when when it starts off... 
you, the very opening of the movie is his shop and he runs like a battery store but his shop is painted up like every QAnon conspiracy theorist <laughs> because the entire front of his shop is just festooned with his maniac writings talking about like oh, how no. he's going to kill the prime minister and all kinds of shit and he oh. drives around in a car with that exact with like the verbiage and you know like you can picture this car in your mind yeah absolutely I can't imagine he gets a ton of business well th- and that's really interesting because the whole time like my wife and I are watching this we're like where does he get this money from and I don't know yeah. if like well, correspondence business well you know maybe people He's, still need batteries. I bet the people in that town, like, they're like, oh, well, the batteries are dead again. I need some new ones, but I hate going to see the crazy guy. <laughs> Maybe he just charges for interviews. Like, that would probably do it. Yeah, he's, his battery deals are the best in the town, We get, but he's always talking about <laughs> killing really the emperor while we're there. Batteries. He well, wants to kill the prime minister, but the batteries are always yeah, on sale. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go to Walmart <laughs> and buy batteries when he's there for cheaper, but gosh, I wish he were a little less crazy. And what's really funny is he's turning up to like rotary meetings giving speeches about how he wants to kill the emperor but he's wearing his work uniform which is really funny oh like his like with the with the with yeah the it says like name you know, smith's batteries on the back anyway. <laughs> but, and so the, one of the early events is the emperor's birthday rolls around and so he drives his fucking QAnon car right up to the gates of the imperial palace and is <laughs> like has a loudspeaker where he's just screaming conspiracies and the police are trying oh, to get him out of the car and he's not coming and he's like look oh at these robots God. look at these jackbooted thugs trying to stop me from telling the truth <laughs> god well here's the problem he, if he hadn't killed somebody, this would be hilarious. Yes. But he killed somebody, now, so... He, he The movie is him investigating the, the mysterious deaths of his comrades during wartime. Yeah. Again, now, I was getting a lot of Skip Stones for Fudge vibes off of this. And so, once again, uh-huh. I had to check and make sure this was actually a documentary. And I wasn't yes. just watching some kind of student film. It's not. All of this happened. What I'm now, I'm about to describe the latter parts of the movie. If you filmed this with actors and didn't change one word, you would be up for best adapted screenplay. Like, for (laughs) what happens next in this movie is insane. So it's really difficult for anyone, including the viewer, to take this guy seriously because he's just fucking insane. And he's really yeah. insane. Now, in investigate, remember, these are events that transpired during wartime, 3,000 miles away in a different country where there's currently a coup going on. Yeah. And, and it's 40 years later. Yeah. None of these events will be prosecuted. And even if they yeah. were, like n- nothing's going to happen. So it's like he can yeah. involve whoever he wants to, but no one's going to take this case. And you couldn't how how are you how would you even find out? Yeah, you like, couldn't prove you're not gonna yeah. it's been forty yeah. years. Well, not to not to Kenzo. Uh, to Kenzo, this was fucking yesterday, and yeah. so he starts tracking down all of his former commanders during the war and asking them what happened to these two guys. Like, why did they die? And then he finds out he might be right. That they might have been murdered for reasons that he doesn't understand. Like, these might not be war deaths. These might be people that were shot by their superior officers. So he starts going up the ladder. 
and like okay. looking up higher and higher people. And there are scenes where that like people are obviously not going to tell him the truth. Well, he's just come off of a hard labor sentence. This dude has hands like canned hams. And yeah. so when he thinks someone is lying to them, he just starts beating the fuck out of them on oh, camera. Shit. And he does not care. He's like, I just came out of prison, and I will go back tomorrow. And when I get out again, I'm coming back for you. Like, that's his attitude (laughs) this entire movie. And then it turns out, as crazy as he is, he's not as crazy as the thing that actually probably happened to these guys. Like, you want to talk the best wartime cover-ups and stories. Well, I can paint the picture without giving away too much. The war is over, but there's still pockets of holdouts. The trouble is, they're all cut off from their supply lines. Right. And people are starving. Well, if we don't have food... No fucking way, Where can we go to get food? There sure are a lot of natives with livestock, and there sure are a lot of natives. Oh my god. Now, that's only part of the story. As to what actually happened to these two guys. The film does end with Kinzo back in prison. Yeah. Of course. I figured. Of course. Yeah. I am here for questions. Uh. (laughs) 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 Is this easily obtainable? Like, can we watch this easily? I I got it on the Criterion channel. Okay. Okay. It's on YouTube, but there's no subtitles. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure something out. Interesting. Um, damn, that's wild. The the filmmakers do not participate at all. They don't ask questions right. of anyone. You right. never even hear their voice. Every wow. single right. like voiceover in the movie is Kenzo, like blabbering ah. on about something. Yeah. And I like that style. I think that's better for a documentary because you're supposed to just record the reality, yeah. of it, right? Like, <laughs> there's yeah. one- there's one amazing scene where Kenzo starts beating the fuck out of somebody. And then the guy's, like, family turns up. So it's like he just showed up at his house. And so, like, his son oh, wow. and son-in-law are there. And so they hear their dad getting beaten up and they come to save him. And they start beating the fuck out of Kenzo. And he turns and looks at the camera and he's like, stop filming. Now I'm being beaten up. Help me. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, how how long uh, is this movie? Two hours. It's two hours two long. Hours. Okay. And man, and it could have been four hours. <laughs> like it is wild. This is yeah. This sounds wild. No, I I don't have any questions because I'm still trying to process all the things that you said. But uh, yeah, sounds interesting. <laughs> Holy crap, <laughs> Fry! All right. <laughs> what do you bring us today, sir? Well, I don't have anything quite as insane as that. Uh... <laughs> no, that. No, that's okay. I, watching watching two movies that insane would probably make my brain melt. Right. So that's okay. I went with a nature documentary this time. Oh mm. man, that's a so palate cleanser. We were mm. we were scrolling through, found a bunch of documentaries, and settled on this one. We settled on Hippo versus Croc by Nadia. <laughs> And hippo versus croc. hippo versus croc and i was like i like both of these animals let's see them fight okay there's not a lot of them actually fighting there's a little but most of it is you know it's a documentary so it's going into where they live why they come in contact with each other details about crocs and their lifespan it's been more time on the crocs and the hippos crocs are more interesting than hippos. yeah 
They eat their babies. There's a lot of shots of them eating their own babies. <laughs> well, cro- well, mother crocodiles will carry their young in their mouth. Yeah, the mother will do that. The rest will carry yeah. their the young in their stomach. <laughs> yes, that is true. Um, hippo, yeah, hippos are just murder water cows. Like it's there's not that like they're interesting in some ways, but crocodiles have been around for a very long time. They also the, <laughs> this was just really funny to me when they were talking about the the hippos. Like every time they talk about how dangerous hippos are, mm-hmm. they make sure to mention that they are testosterone-filled monsters. Like they they <laughs> they bring out they bring up testosterone every single time the hippos' violence is brought up. The, okay, the male hippos are only dangerous when they're in musk, but the females are always dangerous, especially if there are calves in the in the pod or whatever you call it, because like, of all their testosterone. No, because they're <laughs> fucking hippos. Hippos are hippos are dangerous. They kill more people nope. than crocodiles. If you could remove the testosterone, they'd be docile little lambs. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Just go up and bet the funny water balloons. Since I happen to know a little bit about hippos, I want to ask you some questions. Water so, balloons. Do they cover the fact that hippos are not are not obligate herbivores? Uh, no, they call them herbivores in the movie. So hippos are preferential herbivores. They're not obligate because they can absolutely kill shit and eat it. And they have been filmed eating meat. They really should have included that. Well, horses will eat like baby chicks and stuff. That's meat. Hippos will strip. Hippos will strip. Well, no, they do it for the calcium in the bones. Hippos (laughs) will actually do it for the protein of the meat. Uh, because their their gut bacteria is so powerful that even though it's geared towards plants, it can digest meat. Now they don't. It doesn't make up a huge percent of their diet, but they they're, will do it. They're Literally fine with the me same if they get some. I eat horses. Wait, that's for spite. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's because you don't like horses. <laughs> anyway, please continue, Fry. So yeah, they 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 have some silly little three D rendered like what if they actually fought kind of things. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so that part is silly. It's not a big part of the movie. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah. They basically spend a lot of time in this one river valley where the river dries up and puts them into closer and closer contention. Uh, yeah. between the crocs and the hippos and some shots that i'm like i'm really like how did you get close enough to get that shot like that's always the <laughs> yeah. amazing thing to me if someone told me hey you've got a camera there's a crocodile over there i want a shot of the egg coming out of the cloaca get to it yeah, <laughs> yeah. i would say i would simply say no i don't want to die today i can't but hey, shove this camera don't... up that crocodile's anus <laughs> I was just thinking this yesterday. I was yeah. watching a nature documentary about owls and and how yeah. they hunt under snow, you know? Yeah. So it's like, the and there's this big fucking, I don't know what owls are. Well, I know what owls are, but I can't, I, did, I don't know the difference <laughs> between like a barn owl and a screech owl. Like right. I can't. I can't right, tell right, you what sure. kind of owl is what. But this was one of the big ones, the big gray ones, with big flat faces and yes. huge yellow eyes. You know the ones I'm talking about? Yeah. The shot of this owl's eye was better than my optometrist's physics. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, this dude was like a football field away from this owl. Yeah, they have amazing zoom lenses, but I don't understand how they get the stability. Fuck, it is wild. Anyway. What's impressive is the stability. Because when you zoom in on something like that, one slight movement is like jerking the camera around. So, yeah, Yeah. it's incredible. So, Fry, yeah, I have a question about this one. Go for it. A very important question. <laughs> yeah, I would like you to do your best impersonation of the 
No, of the <laughs> of the uh, uh, oh, narrator Hatt- of. Shut up, Russ. David Attenborough. I would shut up, Russ. Oh. Fry. <laughs> I would like you to do your your best impersonation. Unless it's David Attenborough, you could just tell me. But if it's somebody we wouldn't know by name, do your imp- best impersonation of the narrator of this. Oh, I see. What I you're mean, it's. There. It's just some guy. I don't really do impersonations. It's not really. Well, describe and then describe to me the way that they talk. Well, I mean, he's he's. It's a Nat Geo documentary, so it's it's perfectly okay. in tone with other Nat Geo things you've seen. He's, it's not like Crocs are amazing. Look at him murder this hippo. Okay, okay. Yeah. So just to be super clear, it doesn't do that. It does not do that. Okay, thank God. That was my yeah. biggest concern was it was going to be like, the crocodile will cut your dick off in an alleyway. Like, you know what no. I'm talking about. Yeah, no, they're yeah. like, the croc has okay. the, so many teeth and the teeth of the hippo are so pointy and the bite force <laughs> is so many billions of pounds. Fr- right, they don't do that, right? I was going to say, Fry is doing a pretty good impersonation, right? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. you're doing no, what I, I asked you know like, what? earlier. I, I, you're clearly very good at I it, I guess Fry. I am. Uh, yeah. They do a little bit of that, but not a, t- a ton of it. Well, you did mention the testosterone thing. How did that sound? <laughs> you, Was it pronounced that testosterone? I, that <laughs> made me want to turn it into a drinking game. I think you get. Yeah. I, I think if you did shots to every time they say testosterone, you'd be pretty good at the end of this movie. <laughs> uh, testosterone. But, yeah, they don't always do it in like a super testosterone voice. They just they're okay. like. And these testosterone-filled monsters. Hmm. I'm getting mixed signals. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing my signals a little bit. Yeah. It's a little bit like what you're thinking of, but it's not like oh, it's not like an MTV thing. It's still done as like an FGO. <laughs> so it's 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 not it's not like those like stupid. Well, I don't know. Now the more than I think about it, huh? Interesting. Okay, how long is this one? That's one of the the cool things about this one. <laughs> this That's one a is feature. a short. This one is a short forty five minutes. I thought I thought it might be. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a short one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to watch both of these, but I'm putting this. I'm putting you on notice, Fry. I'm going to watch it. Okay. But there is a category of documentaries I don't like, and that's what I call animal exploitation. <laughs> oh, see, I don't feel like they're explo- – well, you know what? I'm eager to hear your point of view because I don't think yeah, they're exploiting – Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah. It, it, it's a personal opinion. It's yeah. not so much like – you know, I'm not stating it as fact. But when I say animal exploitation, I don't mean they're exploiting the animals. Think like black exploitation, like that kind of thing. Only it's for wild animals. Where they exaggerate and like it's 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 exploitative in a filmic sense, even if they're not directly exploiting. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. This is this is an easy one for me um, because you know they're documentaries. So the worst case scenario is I'll be able to tear it apart in a funny way if I don't like it. And the best case is I get to watch documentaries I haven't seen, so mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Now, now here's something um, I want to do that's a little different. Yeah, because uh, you you have already decided to watch both, so I'm I'm curious yes. here. I actually watched two this week because okay. I wanted to give myself like a backup in case I didn't go with the the hippos. What's the other one? The second one was Einstein versus the bomb, or uh, not Einstein versus the bomb. Einstein and the bomb. Oh, and so it goes into Einstein's history, you know, his life, his pacifism, his flight from Germany. His eventual urging of the of the president to create the bomb and his eventual, 
you know, what is his culpability and what was his feelings of guilt about creating the bomb and all that. Yeah. I'm glad you sold us on Hippo versus Croc. That was way funnier. <laughs> yeah, I didn't present yeah. it because it wasn't that well done. Like, it oh, was... No. Yeah. I, it, it felt like... It felt like someone heard Oppenheimer was coming out and was like, well, people know Einstein <laughs> even did. better. So I, one of the interesting things about that is all of the – okay, I'm going to use the term Nazi scientist, but that doesn't mean all these people were Nazis. But what it does mean is they came from Nazi-era Germany. Sure. All of these fucking Nazi scientists that we gave jobs to, sure, they did good science, but that was after they did the bad science. And, and there's been an awful, suspicious lot of them being like, well, I'm a pacifist, you see. Like, I don't believe it for one fucking well, second. To, to be, Just wanted to say that. To be clear, I don't think that applies to Einstein. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Einstein is Einstein is a special case, but like the, the, the that fucking guy we brought over for the rocket program. Oh, all that yeah, shit, like, yeah. That was Ver, fucking Ron sketchy Brown, as hell. Werner Von Braun yeah, was a Nazi, Von Braun. and we just wanted his rocket experience, and we turned yeah. an eye to the Nazi yeah. side. Like, but 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 they but they always did all these puff pieces to make the public feel okay about it, and it's like they were absolutely pieces of shit. <laughs> like, we just wanted the tech, which is not the worst move strategically, but ethically, it's a little questionable. <laughs> Tom anyway, Tom well, Lehrer's got a great song about uh, Werner von von Braun. Who does Tom Lehrer? He's a uh, uh, oh Tom yeah. Lehrer. Okay, I just didn't hear you. Yeah, uh, I love his. He's got a line there. He's I'm here to make the rockets go up. Where they come down is not my department. <laughs> Man, that, Man, that's I, such a good segue because in my what are we watching? I was going to talk about Oppenheimer. <laughs> Ooh, oh yeah, yeah. Let's let's uh, did, smoothly transition into that like we meant to. Did do y'all it. see Oppenheimer? I did not. I have not. Oh, no. you haven't seen it yet. I'd recommend it. Okay. It is. It is Chris Nolan. So have the subtitles turned on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude still doesn't know how to mix sound. I feel like I love him <laughs> so much. He cannot mix sound to save his life. No. No. Hold on. Can we talk about that for a second? Because this is. I know. I don't. I don't think every single movie he's ever made has been like this. But it's all the ones I can remember yeah. for sure. You know why? Yeah. Like why he mixes for IMAX. Ah. Uh... <sighs> yeah. So he's. So what you're saying is he's an elitist yeah. piece of so shit. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but he is, like, yeah. and, and self-admitted. Oh, really? Yeah. So he, he, he knows he's movies. an elitist piece of shit. So he mixes his movies for 001 percent of the way people watch movies. Exactly. Oh, I hate God that. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. What an asshole. And so that's why. Anyway, when you tell get, us like, about Oppenheimer. When you when you get like Dark Knight Rises at home, it's like. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh yeah, because these speakers are supposed to be bigger than my fucking apartment. The fir- the first time I watched it, I kept turning it up, and then finally it was like, oh, and then finally I was like, fuck this, and I turned the subtitles. Yeah, on. That's all you can do. People had said I went in with zero expectations because people had said yeah. that it wasn't what they expected, and I didn't know what to make of that. I heard it was ninety percent sex scenes. No, no, it's about one percent sex scenes, and the sex scenes are pretty hot, truth be told. Oh, um, good, yeah, Important. but it's ninety percent Senate hearings and. Extrajudicial security clearance bullshit, <laughs> right? And it's mostly people in meeting rooms talking at one another. Okay. And what I thought was funny was there's a little bit of this. It's told from two points of view. You have Oppenheimer's point of view, and then you have Strauss's point of view. And Strauss is this congressman that is seeking to get a cabinet appointment, but has a personal vendetta against Oppenheimer and is trying to uh, like remove his security clearance so he's not it, in the. Public is that historical? Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So the, and and Robert Downey Jr. plays Strauss, 
And so oh, that's okay. the that's the back and forth. And Downey Jr. just fucking kills it. Yeah. The first half is largely the beginnings of and construction of the bomb, and then everything after the explosion of the bomb is like Senate hearings and the security clearance bullshit. Well, right. what's so funny is at, I was really, really bored up until the time the bomb exploded. And uh-huh. then after that, and the bomb explodes in the middle of Act 2. And after that, I was really interested. Like, then I became invested yeah. when all the weird Senate bullshit started happening. So, yeah, Oppenheimer, I recommend it. Sounds good. Awesome. Even though it is. It. Oh, and I was really proud of Chris Nolan for finally making a movie without Michael Caine. Good for him. Oh, <laughs> the last he did lean fucking on him. seven movies. <laughs> Nicely done, James. Yes. Good. So it's time to configure the wheel. All right. What do we got? I want this Poland. Week, boys? You want Poland? Again? I want my categories. Oh, I'll let Russ go. First. Give me Poland and give me. You know what? Let's have you are gay again. <laughs> that would be a All right. Uruguayan picture for listeners. Yeah. Although I do like I you would are gay like... as a, a second person movie. <laughs> <laughs> I would like um a space horror and then I would like time loop. Woo. All right, I would like based on a book. So, I thought, okay. I thought that was going to be based. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> robots. Uh, nice. Yeah. It's time to spin the wheel. Oh, shit. Based on a book. All right. Okay. Now, I want to point out to both of you something very important. Fry did not write based on a novel, which means yeah. there's a wide variety of movies that we Short can. Short stories yeah. and based on count. There just has to uh, have been well a, also there has I would like to book. open up I would like to open up religious text. I mean it's anything. It's just any religious book. Text. That's right. Yeah. I'm doing Prince of Egypt, Disney's most <laughs> overlooked masterpiece. <laughs> well, I, no, no, not that. Uh so do you gentlemen have any final thoughts to leave our listeners with to help them have as nice of a day as we are all having? Two of Africa's deadliest gladiators, hippos and crocs, have lived side by side for millennia. But are they it, cozy bedfellows or arch enemies? I knew it, Fry. <laughs> well, Fry, what about you? Do you have any nice thoughts to leave with our listeners? Russ stole my movie joke. <laughs> well, with that, thank you, everyone, for listening to Hey James Watch This. Have a great day, and don't drink bleach. 